Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. This is Sean Bigley and Lindy Kaiser of clearancejobs.com. We're talking this segment about the limit for personal business on the clock and particularly where it is. So, Lindy, I know you've worked in the private sector. I've worked in the private sector. You worked in the government. I've worked in the government. So I feel like we, we both have pretty similar backgrounds here in terms of figuring out which employers have which issues and, and how the government looks at things like this. Also, we see a lot of cases on clearance jobs where people write in and they have concern about, you know, getting caught doing something. Oh, I'm worried my employer is going to catch me or I'm worried that I did this and it's going to come back to bite me. Are there any stories, first of all, that you can recall where that was somebody's specific concern? And then secondly, which in your sense is more strict, I guess, employers in the private sector or employers in the government sector about where that line is? Yeah, well, I mean, this is like old school days going back to my days in the government. I mean, we used to have people who watched when we walked in the office and when we left we had a lady sitting in the front desk and if you took an hour-long lunch she would note it and like she would make sure you worked the extra 30 minutes now i laugh and laugh because if you tried to do that i mean if you have if you're in a government office and this you still have a lady like that who sits and watches your office please call us let us know send me an email because i would love to hear that this still happens because now I'm appalled. I mean, just I think it's just, we just live in a different candidate's market. There's more in the the individual's control. I just cannot imagine that level of scrutiny of like the difference between personal and professional. And you're going to get docked for like how long of a lunch break you take. But we have seen, I mean, it's gotten a lot really squishy post-COVID, Sean, a little messy. And I did say like my prediction at the beginning was like, you're going to start to see some misuse of IT systems, like security clearance denials and revocations. And I don't know if that is become true yet. But I have seen a few more questions about folks saying, oh, crap, I realized I was on my government device. And I looked at something that I shouldn't have people who are like, oh, the pornography from a government device, a few of those have come up that always makes me eh. But like just people, things are just a lot more fluid in the back and forth. And a lot of it comes down to, like you said, browser history. What am I doing? What am I searching? What am I looking at on my government computer? It's less people aren't really worried about their eBay or Amazon shopping, although maybe they should be from a phishing perspective, but they are they are worried about other things. Yeah, well, so I'll tell you why I asked the, the question, you know, out of curiosity about which you thought was more strict. I've kind of seen both do weird things. And they, they each have different motivations. Obviously, the government doesn't have the profit motive that the private sector has. But the government has, to your point, more, you know, security stringent, you know, requirements, things like that, where they're more concerned about, okay, you know, are you doing something that's going to infect our IT systems or create a, a security problem, physical security, personnel security, whatever, the contractors are more concerned about, okay, our profit bottom line, are we you know, potentially going to get nailed for overbilling the government, you know, fraud where we're saying that you worked on something, but you were actually doing something else. They each kind of have these differing motivators. But at the end of the day, I've seen problems, ironically, more, I think, on the government side than I have on the contractor side. I've seen cases, certainly, of billing fraud and things like that. But I would have assumed 
prior to practicing law in this area that problems would arise more on the private sector side because you have that overarching profit motivator. And if you're paying somebody who's not sitting in their desk, you're wondering, okay, what are they doing? In my experience, typically more been the government where, you know, we see people who are getting nailed for, you know, not appropriately filling out their time card, taking time off that, you know, they weren't entitled to take off, going to the gym for, you know, three hours in the middle of the day and, and getting caught. The list goes on and on and on, not including obviously the IT issues, looking at pornography and things like that on government devices, which by the way, that astounds me how many people do that, not only on government devices, but at work. You know, the, the question becomes, I think, well, okay, so can I do anything that's personal while I'm on the clock or I'm there, I'm on the government's dime or I'm on my contractor's dime and I am working every minute minus my lunch break for the contractor. And I like your term squishy. I mean, that's a little bit of a gray area, right? And and so I think that's kind of why we we brought this topic up because more and more we're seeing with you know, hybrid work, remote work, a blurring of that line of what can you do? Can I go pick up my dry cleaning at 10 o'clock in the morning because I have 15 minutes between, you know, conference calls? I'm curious if you were, you know, to put on your sort of imaginary HR hat for a minute, what would you tell employees or what do you what do you see employers telling employees about this issue? Well, I mean, this is where like understanding your employer and your employment lane is super important because I do think, I mean, whether you're a government employee or a contractor or a contractor working on overhead is all going to make a difference. I think a lot of the government contractors have gotten really good at like the issue is time card fraud and they will nail you on that. The government will, your employer will, that will have employment repercussions and we have seen that. You know, I think it's just kind of being reasonable. I mean, if you are billable to a specific customer, you better be delivering on those billables. And if you are doing that and you're producing your work product, they're not going to be checking out if you happened to go pick something up or if you, you know, made a target run in the middle of the day or did something else if your work product is getting completed. But if you're not, if it's getting out of control, that's that's a broader issue. And just being honest on, you know, what you're actually billing to a customer is super important. As a former government employee, I mean, this is the laughable part of it. Like, just because you're there does not mean you're working. So I feel like there has been a positive shift in the sense of like, what are you actually delivering? I'm a huge fan of the results-oriented work environment. That's like what I have had from the ground floor at clearance jobs. I could not work any other way anymore. If somebody was on my case about what hours I worked, I would really, I would tell them to pop smoke. I'd be like, I would be it'd like ride or die at this point. Like, do not get out. If, 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 the, if the lady was telling me when I could take my lunch at this point in my career, we would be in trouble. But also, again, just knowing what are the requirements. If you are a contractor, time card fraud will get you. Don't mess with that. And if you're a government employee, knowing what hours you work, it you are paid for that. So knowing that it, it, it does matter. And then if you're, you know, like me and, you don't just do what you want you better be showing up with some results. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I think, I mean, that is the kind of funny irony is like, just because you are sitting there, it, you know, you could sit there and stare at the wall all day and it doesn't mean anything's getting done. And yet historically that is how the government has measured productivity or, or measured performance. You know, if you will, or oh, they're there. Okay. Well, they're, they must be doing their work. I mean, in a, in a weird way, I think, you know, as much as some bosses and some industries have kind of pushed back on this move to remote work and, and hybrid work and things like that had, that took hold during COVID and has seemingly is, is here to stay to some extent. I mean, I, I do think that the irony is 
in some respects, it's easier to measure employee productivity because you have a different metric. Whereas, you know, if they're just sitting there all day, it's kind of, you know, debatable, really what's being accomplished. So I don't know. I mean, I, I hear both sides of this. I think ultimately, where I would get a little more hesitant and a little more concerned, just from a legal perspective is like, if it bleeds over from, you know, personal business, i.e. that target run or picking up the dry cleaning or, you know, 10 minutes longer on lunch, to I'm doing something else that I'm also being paid for at the same time my employer is paying me. And that's that's the one that I've seen more and more recently where people have kind of wised up to this idea that like, oh, well, I can be mediocre at two jobs. Why just have one and, you know, kind of stick it to the man that way. And that's a really, really slippery slope, because if you get caught doing that, there are potential criminal you know, penalties there. My bottom line for anybody who's kind of wondering where the line is, is like, when in doubt, go talk to, you know, HR or your boss and maybe not, you know, bluntly say, hey, I'm I want to go to Target in the middle of the day, but put some feelers out and say, like, what are the policies here? What are the expectations? I just want to be clear because, you know, I work this way and I appreciate having the flexibility. I'm you know getting my work done, but you know, I just want to make sure that I'm not stepping on any landmines. And, you know, they're probably going to tell you what you don't want to hear, but you might be surprised. So I'm just a big fan of transparency asking in advance. This is not one of those things that typically lends itself to asking for forgiveness after the fact, you know, at least knowing where the, the outer limits are with your employer. This is Katie Keller, editor at clearancejobs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of ClearCast. For more information on career and recruiting advice, visit news.clearancejobs.com.